next Sunday is going to be great too. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to preach. I know the grass fades and the flowers wither, but the word of the Lord will stand forever. I believe you to preach in this house this morning, Lord, not me. I believe you to minister in this house this morning, not me. I thank you in advance for what you're going to do at Caney Creek Cowboy Church this morning. In Jesus' holy name, I pray. Amen. I was praying about preaching this text in this series, and I have visited this text many times in my ministry, and I have prayed over, over Jesus walking on the water uh, many times. I have preached it. I've heard it preached. How many have heard about the time that Jesus came walking to the disciples on the water? And I have preached it over and over again in my ministry, but taking this series on that God has told me to take on, I wanted to look at this at a different angle. So if you brought your Bible, open it up to Matthew 14. Say it again. Matthew 14, verse 22. I will try and allow God to speak to your heart today. I know he will if you'll try. Somebody say amen. amen. See, God wants to meet you on the road, out in the ocean, whatever you're going through today, God wants to meet you. If God bids you to come today, I pray you come. Matthew 14, 22, got my Bible? Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself and prayed. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land. The boat began to shape. The winds and the waves began to come against the boat. Verse 25, shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Say, don't be afraid. Touch three people. Say, don't be afraid. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter said, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat and walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and he began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. How many believe him to be the Son of God this morning? How many believe him to be the Son of God this morning? That, that he can talk to the wind and the waves and say, Die down. He can talk to your storm this morning and say, Hey, calm down. The Lord said, I'll never put too much on you that you can't handle. I thank God for that promise this morning. How many hear me this morning? I thank God for that promise this morning. That he said he'd never put too much on me that I can't handle. How many have ever went through some trauma in their life? Some pain, some situations that came upon you and, and you didn't even know if you was going to make it through. 
this series, Step Out of the Boat, and, and the start of this is for some of those that have been through a, a tragic, a, a trauma in their life, and they're still trying to get over that. If somebody's talking around you, tell them to stop talking. You're not playing this morning. If, if somebody's been through a trauma or somebody's going through something really serious this morning, this, this series is for you, and that's why you're sitting in that anointed seat, and we don't want the devil to interrupt that. Listen to me this morning. Trauma comes in people's lives. Tragedy comes in people's lives. We've all had our shares of trauma and tragedies in our life. We've all had our disappointments and hurts and hang-ups, and, and, and trauma comes at unexpected times. And if we're truthful this morning, I'm guessing it's come to all of us at some point in time. Do you know there are some that have, have been through trauma and they're still not over it today? Some of you have had some traumatic experience in your relationship. Maybe your relationship with your husband or maybe your relationship with your mom and dad. Maybe your relationship with one of your brothers has, has gone to south. And, and that trauma, that relationship, you're still not over it today. God says, climb out of the boat. I'll help you in all your relationships. I've had trauma in my life since the very beginning. I've, I've had trauma in relationships. How many remember their first love? Don't raise your hand unless you're sitting by her. How many had their first love and they thought, man, uh, when you broke up, you just thought you were going to die. You just thought you wasn't going to make it. Your first boo. That's my boo right there. That's my boo-boo. And then boo-boo find a new boo-boo. And you left on your boo-boo crying. And you didn't ever think you was going to get over it. You got over it. There are people still hung up on things like that today. Trauma in their relationships. Trauma on their job. When I met Brother Vic and Miss Connie, I, I, I was going through a trauma in my ministry, and, and, and Brother Vic and Connie had signed up to, to help us, and then all of a sudden, uh, Brother, jo Brother Vic's job of, of, of several years, he had trauma on his job. They came in and said, we're letting some go, and after 16, 17 years on the job, he had no job. Trauma on the job. Anybody ever experienced that? One of my members of the church the other day came to me and said, hey, after 23 years, they're letting me go. You know, sometimes things around us fall apart. Sometimes the bottom falls out of some of the plans that we have. That's why it's so important for us to trust the Lord. That's why it's so important for us to have faith. Who hears me this morning? Sometimes we get so many traumas in our life, it turns into a, a lifestyle of drama. We can't seem to beat that. When hard times come, people tend to uh, turn to alcoholism. I know there's a lot of people in my church that have, have battled with alcoholism. There's a lot of people around the world today that <coughs> have overcome alcoholism in their life. They, they, the, the situation comes and it just beats them to death and they can't survive so they go and turn to a bottle or they turn to drugs or they turn to sexual uh, satisfaction but let me say this to you this morning I've learned that when trauma comes in the good times and the bad when trauma comes I stay with the Lord I trust God I trust God he has been so faithful to me He's been so faithful to me. He'll be that faithful to you. The Bible says for what he done for one, he'll do for another. 
John was talking about his dad being a great musician. My dad died when I was five years old. He was one of Bob Will's Texas Playboys. They say he wrote that song, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and gave it to Gene Autry for a pack of cigarettes. Oh, how I wish I could just spend one more day with my father. I wish I could have got to know him. I wish I could have learned to play something. When that trauma hit my life at five years old, it was never the same. There were just stepdads that abused us and beat us and pepper sprayed us and locked us in closet. I have never felt the love of, of a father till I came to Jesus Christ. And I, I really began to feel the love of Christ when I, when I, beca- when I, when, when I came to him. I, but all my life, I, I just blamed things and and, and, and the trauma that come, me and my sister was getting off the bus. I'll never forget it. Me and my sister was getting off the bus. I don't really remember my dad ever holding me. I don't, I, I was just five. I don't remember my dad ever telling me a story. I don't even remember my dad ever singing to me. I don't remember anything like that. But I do remember getting off the bus. And I do remember having Melissa with me, my real sister. And I got to baptize her last Sunday. Thank you, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Now, if we can just pray her into a new life with Christ, somebody say, I'll agree with you, Pastor. We just pray, we just pray her into a new life with Christ. But I remember, uh, Miss Vicki, me and Melissa getting off the bus and walking down the road and everybody being at the house. And we're like, look, everybody's here. Look, everybody's here. And my oldest brother come running out there and didn't give my mom a chance to console us, didn't give us a chance to to tell us uh, kind of on the cool or, or, or let us know easy. He just said, Dad died. Your dad died. Dad had a heart attack. You don't have a dad anymore. You know, I'll never forget that. As long as I live, you know, the, 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 the emptiness that I felt, the pain that I felt, I, I didn't even understand. And then when I turned 12, I began to understand. When I turned 11, I began to understand. When I'd go and, and, and other people's family would take me to play soccer or something, and they had a mom and dad, I was like, why ain't I got a mom and dad that loves me? Why, why ain't I got a dad that told me how, show me how to do this or show me how to do that? You know, I, all that trauma that came into my life, you know one thing I do thank God for today is that I've seen Dalton turn 16 and Justin turn 19. God has been good to me. God has been good to me. I always wondered if I'd die a young man like, like my father and, and not be able to see them grow up. And, but I have instilled in them a personal relationship with the Heavenly Father. If something were to happen with me, they would carry on with Jesus. First thing I saw this morning when I turned on my computer was that my oldest boy had put scripture on his Facebook. I'm proud of the fact that my young men turn to God. Listen to me. Things happened in our life. And there might have been some trauma that's happened to you. Look at me. It could have been a car wreck that hurt your body. It could have been an illness that has slowed you down. Someone told me today that they had back pain and it's severe and, and they're hurting. It could be a divorce that you're fighting. It could be a relationship with your son or your daughter that has ha, has been put through trauma and tragedies, a series of tragedies, and all of a sudden you're unstable. How many have been through some stuff and you become unstable? Y'all don't understand me this morning. Something that got you introverted and depressed and something that sometimes people respond to unstable environments and in different ways they become introverted and depressed some people 
become secretly suicidal. I've been in the ministry now for nine years. I've counseled a lot of people that have secretly become suicidal. On the outside, they look like they got it all together, but something that they're going through, they, they, they just want to stop. Let me say this. When you're at your stopping point, you hold on. Your breakthrough is right around the corner. God has you. God can sustain you. Somebody say, God's got you. Touch three people and say, God's got you, dude. I didn't hear dude. Some people go on an eating binge. Some people go through some tragic events and they go on an eating binge or a drinking binge or a drug binge. And, and, and I want to talk this morning. I got just a minute. Just give me 15 minutes and, and let's pray God do something good. What's really hard is when a church member, that's why I'm glad you're here this Sunday. What's really difficult is when a church member goes through a tragic event. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to speak about it. They don't want to come seek counsel about it. They think that, well, if, 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 if I'm saved, then God's going to bring me through this. Sometimes you need your brothers and sisters to confide in, to pray with, to seek out, to counsel. Somebody hear me this morning. The church member, listen to me, I'm talking to the church. It's particularly embarrassing when church people have emotional problems and they don't want to talk about it and they don't want to seek counseling. They don't want me or anybody else to look bad at them. Let me say this to you. If you're going through a really traumatic time and somebody looks bad at you or judges you, then let me say this to you. You don't need those people in your life anyway. Go get you somebody else. Go get you somebody else. I had a lady talk to me the other day. She said, Pastor, the advice that I'm getting from this lady is killing me. Pastor, I just need to. I said, look, you know not to go there. You know, come to me. Come to Miss Mary. Come to Miss Vicky. Get Miss Connie. Get Beverly. Get somebody. But don't go to somebody who don't have a clue about real life. They're living in this fairy tale land. Uh, you know who I'm talking about. Y'all go to. I, 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 uh, I, I, I baptized Melissa's friend last Sunday, too, and she had put on her Facebook. I shared with you on Wednesday night. If you're missing Wednesday night, you're missing good church, brother and sister. I shared with the church on Wednesday night that Melissa's friend that we baptized, her husband had done three tours in Iraq and come home, and he had post-traumatic syndrome, and he laid down in the road and let a car run him over and kill him, and she had a baby born six months after that. And uh, now she's raising this baby on. She got baptized. She came home. She put on her status on her Facebook. I'm changed. I'm a new person. I have something new to hope for. I have, I have somebody new to follow. And some punk, some punk, can I say punk in church? I will say punk. Some punk said, you can follow me. Dude, I just want to read through Facebook and slap the mess out of it. I did. I, I just... You know, some punk said, if you, want, if you want hope, put your hope in me. Let me say this to you. There's only one person that you can put your hope in, and that's in Jesus Christ. Man will let you down, but God never will. Man will let you down, but God never will. It's particularly embarrassing when church people have emotional problems and, and they don't seek counseling. Sometimes you just got to come and say, I need to talk to you. Sometimes you just need to come and say, look, I need some help. I, 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 listen to me, brothers and sisters. Listen to me. I, I've had to go to my pastor, Pastor John, call you and say, hey, man, I need some help. 
Hey, man, I ain't got this stuff figured out. Can you help me? I needed his counsel. I needed his advice. I needed his wisdom. I know he's been walking with the Lord for a lot more years than I've been walking with the Lord. He's been through a lot more stuff than I've been through. So I'm not afraid to knock on his door, pick up the phone. On my phone, if you look on my phone, it says Preacher One. And that Preacher One is Pastor John Collier. Why? Because he's my number one preacher. When I get in a jam, I call him. Or if I'm going through something, I call him. Brothers and sisters, let me say this to you. When trauma comes, it changes people. A lot of times we don't want to confront it. We don't want to feel like we let God down. Let me say this to you. God's a big boy. You're not going to let him down by coming to him. If we don't overcome easily, we second guess our salvation until we think, oh, this, 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 I'm not saved. There are some things, even as Christians, you don't overcome easily. Let me say this to you. You don't have to cover for God and act like you're okay when you're not okay. God knows when we're not okay. Can I say this to you from my heart, Jimmy? God knows when we're not okay, and he cares about us when we're not okay. I've been in boats that are moving, Jack. I've been in through some stuff that was just horrible at the time and 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 i've been through some wrecks and some wind blowing and some stuff and and i wasn't okay i was trying to act like i was okay but i really wasn't okay i didn't get okay till i released it all to the father i'll never forget that day too can i say this to you i'll never forget it had it had been going on in my life for a lot of years and a lot of things were happening but when i got saved i didn't really know that, that, that I really needed anything, but man, God pulled the blinders off to what was real. I took my worldly goggles off and saw that I needed to serve an amazing God who gave me life, gave me hope, gave me a future. Like he says, Jeremiah 29, 11, you can't stand on that promise if you're not living 1 through 10 or the whole Bible. You know, I, I, I some of y'all this morning, you're, your boats are rocking like this, and you're like, man, I, I don't know if I'm going to make it out of this church. Everything inside of me is shaking and stirring, and I don't know if I'm going to make it out of this church. Let me say this to you. If God bids you to come, you need to hold his hand and go. If God bids you to come, you need to hold his hand and go. One thing we tend to do is when we're losing something, we're standing on it, and all of a sudden it gives away and we get scared. When we lose something we counted on for years, it's like a ship that's at storm and it's getting tossed around and emotionally we get scared. The real thing that keeps men and women apart is fear. Women blame men and men blame women, but the culprit is fear. Women are afraid of one thing. Men are afraid of a different thing. The fears of women have to do with losing while the fears of men have to do with being good enough or being being secure enough. One is lost, the other is insecurity. But this morning, you can beat fear. You can beat fear, brothers and sisters. I told someone last night after watching that movie, I said, I'm not afraid to die. I know where I'm going. I, I'm never going to die, matter of fact. That's the way I preach. I'm always going to live. I'm just going to move from this city to the city of God. I'm not afraid, David, to die. I'm afraid of, 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 of what's going to happen to my family or, or, or how they're going to be taken care of, the security that comes 
after I'm not there. I, I think about that sometimes. I get I get bottled up in that sometimes. But I have I have entrusted Justin and Dalton and Mary to God's care. God's care. Have you entrusted your family? Listen to me. Don't move. Have you trusted your family to God's care? Your husband, your wife, your kids. I see so many people all the time. They'll be going through a divorce or going through a relationship problem, and they want to use the kids as a vice, or they want to they pull this kid here, pull that. That is devilish. What you need to do is release all that to God and put it in your whole family in his hands. Like John said, there was a tug of war going on, and, and Satan has picked up the rope and ran off with it. You and I got to find that rope and hold on to it. You got to get if it. If one of us would find the faith to grab hold of it, I guarantee you somebody else would grab hold of your faith. <laughs> You're not hearing me. Sometimes it takes my faith to move you. Sometimes it takes your faith to move me. Sometimes it takes my faith to move my wife. Sometimes it takes her faith to move me. But one thing is, we are not afraid to step out of the boat, even when it's rocking, even when it's sailing, even when we don't know what's going to happen. John came over here this morning. He didn't know if you'd like his music. He didn't know if you would, you, you would like his style of singing. Maybe some of you don't, but that's no problem. There's some of you that do. So he decided he would trust God with his ministry and come here. And he still don't know the outcome. He still don't know the outcome. He don't know if he's going to have enough gas put in his car and get to the next ministry deal. But he trusts God. He believes all things are possible with those who love the Lord. The problem is, the problem is when the boat starts to shift and, and, and some of us, have been through some rough times, drugs, alcohol, abuse as a child, sexually abused, mentally abused, physically abused. You're holding on to that. God wanted me to start this series by anointing those seats out there and telling you, hey, come up from the past and walk into your present, trusting God with your whole heart, your whole mind, your whole salvation. You know, one thing that troubles me, brothers and sisters, is that so many people trust the Lord with their salvation, but they don't trust him with their life in 2014. Teenagers, you're going to have to trust God with your life and quit, and quit playing. And quit playing. Quit playing. I, I told Miss Vicki the other day, when are we going to look some of these kids in the eye that, that, and, and tell them, man, quit playing. Quit playing. You're not going to cause any of these other kids to stumble anymore. Go somewhere else. Sometimes sometimes you just want to say, you know what? I, I've been ministering to you, ministering to you, ministering to you, ministering to you, and I'm hoping that one sermon, one song, bringing fresh meat in there, bringing new, new blood in there will get you saved, but you still live like you're going to hell, like you could care less. Your time is running out this morning. Your time is running out this morning. Some of you ride the fence. Some of you ride the fence. You ride the fence in your faith. You ride the fence. One day you're a Christian. The next day you're the devil. One day you're serving God like you're all that in a bag of chips. And the next day you're so far away from God it ain't even funny. Who's God talking to this morning? He says, come. He said, they thought it was a ghost. They thought it was, was, was a ghost out there. They said, who is that out there? 
you know, when I got saved, I didn't know all this was going to take place. I thought I'd always be selling carpet in Waco, Texas. I thought I'd always be roping and having the time of my life. I thought, well, I'll get saved. Man, I didn't know that once I stepped in the boat, he would call me out of the boat. See, he... In that movie, the Bible, in that movie, the Bible that's playing on TV, it's a great documentation, and, and they portray it in such a, a way when the Lord comes up and Peter's boat's coming in, and he and Jesus says, hey, what are you doing? And Peter says, man, I've been fishing all day, but I ain't caught nothing. Jesus says, let's go back out there. And Peter says, no, I don't want to go out there again. There's nothing happening out there. And Jesus says, come on, man, let's go. And, and, and Jesus takes Peter out there, and he says, throw your net on the other side. And, man, as soon as he threw his net on the other side, all the fish came up. and so much, couldn't even put in the boat. And, and, and Peter, he, Jesus got up when the boat was full of fish, and he, and he looked at Peter, and he said, Peter, come go with me. Peter said, what are we going to do? He said, we're going to change the world. Some of us are like that with our faith. Watch this. Some of us are like that with our faith. Like John said, some of them are just boat setters. But they're not willing to step out of the boat. I think there was 12 disciples on that boat that night. But only one of them said, Lord, is that you? If it's you, call me too. And the Lord said, come on. My Lord talked about that. Come on. And the moment Peter stepped out of that boat, brothers and sisters, he was walking on water. Charity, he was walking on water. There's no doubt in my mind he was walking. I would say that the Lord was probably from here to the back door, and Peter was like, he's walking on water, having the time of his life. And all of a sudden, he felt the wind. He heard the water splash up on his feet. He looked back probably first and thought, oh, no, I'm, I'm that far away from the boat. And Jesus is that far, and I'm here in the middle. I'm going to die. And he started looking around, and he was looking around, he was looking around, and he started to go down. A lot of you are like that today. You took your eyes off Jesus. Something has traumatized you, and you forgot that the Lord has always been there. He wants to remain there. He wants you to come back to him. I think that so many times preachers miss that point of talking to the, the church member and say, hey, you, come back to the time where you got saved. Come back to the time where you were like Peter and got in a boat and sailed out in the middle even though you didn't know what was happening. Come on back out. It's okay to be scared. I'm scared every Sunday. Still, preaching all these sermons, still get nervous. Sometimes I don't even have a message till the last minute. I am terrified. What am I going to say to all these bug-eyed people looking at me? But about the time church starts to, to happen, God starts to feed me. Sometimes I, I, he knows I don't like last minute. But God told me, he said, I'm not scared about your comfort. I want to increase your faith. God says, I want you to know when you walk up here, you need me. 
you've gotten this far and you need me. Let me say this and I'll be done. Listen to me. It's okay to be scared. Being scared means you're about to do something really, really brave. It doesn't matter if I'm off beat when I sing. Y'all make fun of me when I sing. It don't matter to me if I don't know how to sing. I still sing. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that I sing for the Lord. Y'all make fun of me when I sing and and, and I get to moving and I I can't stay on beat with my stuff. I I clap and Mary looks at me. She done clapped and I'm like the last one clapping. And she'll give me that look because I'll embarrass her. She like. And sometimes I'll watch y'all. I learned it's okay if I'm not perfect. I, I, it doesn't matter if I'm off beat. It doesn't matter if I'm snapping my fingers to the rhythm like Todd does. Todd got some soul brother in him. He'll be up here. It doesn't matter if I'm a goon when I'm up here. What I've learned, it's my song I'm singing. It's my dance that I'm dancing. It's my moment with the Lord. And if somebody else don't like it, then I'm walking on water. I can't help that. You know, you try to stop me, I'll probably kick you in the face. That's what happened to Peter. He stepped outside of the boat and fear stopped him. The problem is he took his eyes off the Lord and put them on the wind and the rain and the circumstances. And when he began to sink, the waves crashed and the ocean coming against him. He started thinking about the sharks and all the whales that were going to eat him up. It's going, this is my cowboy thought. When he started to sink, he thought, this is going to kill me. Somebody's going through something this morning. You're saying, this is going to kill me. God's here to help. He sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, here to help this morning. Listen, if Jesus bids you to come, he will hold you up. We only have one life to live. And fear has holding us back too long. Can I say this to you? Because some of you really need to hear this. Fear has held you back from living. You're up in your 60s. You're up in your 70s. You're, you're up in your 40s. You're up in your 30s. Fear has held you back. We only have one life to leer, live. And so many people are fearful of abandonment, are fearful of looking bad. I tell my wife all the time, don't be scared. Quit worrying about what people think. I tell my kids, man, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. If I'm going to tell them to go for it, I'm going to tell you to go for it. Fear of looking bad will keep you from doing the greatest things for God. Fear of taking risk, fear that I might get hurt, fear that it will turn out badly, fear that people will dislike me, people won't like the real me. If I join the church this morning, people will know how I really am. They won't really like me. Listen, if you come to Christ this morning and you stay really close to Christ, you won't be like you used to be anyway. You know what fear is like? I was thinking about it. Fear is like an invisible fence, like one of them invisible dog fences. You can't see it, but boy, if you get too close, it'll zap you back. Ooh, I better not. Ooh, I better don't. What's going to happen if I put my money in the offering? How am I going to get to work? What's going to happen if I get up and go ask that girl to dance? 
What's going to happen if I get up and, and, and say, look, I made a lot of mistakes with my life, and you, there's a, a hidden electric fence, and, and it's going to zap you. Listen, don't let fear hold you back from coming to know the real Jesus this morning. Step out of the boat. Step out of the boat. One thing I realize, Miss Mags, is because I know you. You need to realize that a lot of us are scared. And if we're really a minute, we're really scared. Until we take that first step. Martin Luther King said, you don't have to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step. You start walking with God one day at a time. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Realize that everyone is afraid of something. I, 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 everyone's scared of something. <laughs> every head bowed, every eye closed. I, I'm not the only person in my house who's deathly scared of spiders. My wife picks on me and everybody picks on me about being scared of spiders. I get picked on all the time. I don't care if it's a little spider. There was a spider in this boat and I almost crashed it yesterday. I was like, I'm done. Take this boat out of here. I'm done. Brother Vic smashed it with his hand. I was like, ooh, you nasty. I get picked on all the time. But I'm not the only person that's scared of spiders. In my house, if any species turns up, my wife and kids freak out. And I have to muster up enough courage to find my flip-flops. Even though I don't want to. And go over and kill whatever it is. Let a June bug come around my wife. She'll have a heart attack. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I thought it'd be great if we smiled before we closed out this morning. thought it'd be great to know that Jesus cares about you and everything that's going on in your life. Will you meet him this morning at the boat? Right now, where you're sitting, would you get up? If things are going, some tragic events have happened in your life, this is not an altar call for you to give your life to the Lord. It's an altar call for you to give your life to the Lord forever. Somebody hear me today. You know who I'm talking to. Lord's bidding you to step out of the boat. Peter looked him in the eye and said, Lord, what are we going to do? We're going to go change the world. Too many people give their life to the Lord but never do nothing. If you're here this morning, I'm going to take a minute. Get up right now and come down here and put your hands on this boat. Put your hands on this altar. If God's bidding you to come and you really want a life-changing thing to happen in you, you know that you're sitting in those anointed seats, those prayed over seats this morning get up right now don't wait for the first person to get up you be the first person to get up and come right down and put your hands on this boat put your hands on this altar and say lord i'm coming no matter what happens in my life amen amen play a little music cooper if you can play something brother we're gonna give them a minute come on come on don't worry about what other people think about you there were 12 disciples there but only one got up and come over the side of the boat You don't have to be afraid this morning. Maybe you're afraid to die. Get up. If you're afraid to die, you don't have to be afraid to die.
God says, absent from the body is presence with the Lord. If you're afraid to die, you don't have to be afraid to die no more. Put your life in God's hands. Get up this morning. If you're afraid to die, you're coming forward and say, Lord, I want to conquer this fear about death. I want to conquer this fear about death, Lord. I, listen to me. This It's not nothing to be ashamed of. Church members, I'm talking to you. That's why I wanted you here to start this series. If you've been afraid to die your whole life, come down right now and start living. Come grab hold of this boat. Put your hands on the back of other people who put their hands on this boat this morning. Get up right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Don't be afraid. You're afraid to die. Come live. Come live. Maybe you're afraid this morning you're going to go back to alcoholism or drug abuse or sexual abuse. Come this morning right now. Say, by coming, you're saying, Lord, I'm trusting you. I'm not going back. I'm going forward. Get up right now. Don't wait for somebody else to get up. Keep your eyes closed, brothers and sisters. Get up right now. If you're afraid, get up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Keep your hands on the boat. God's got you. You're afraid. Get up and come. You're afraid of anything. Maybe I didn't announce it. Maybe your marriage may not work out. Maybe your relationships, you want them to work out. Come this morning and say, Lord, I'm coming. I'm putting my hand on the boat. I'm putting my hand on the boat. Yes, Father. Come on. Yes, Lord. Come on. Yes, Lord. Come on. Yes, Lord. Come on. Whatever it may be, you're coming. You don't invest years in things that you don't want to see work out for the best. Come right now. God's going to do something beautiful. Come, put your hands on the boat. Put your hands on the boat. Come on. Come on. Amen. Come on. I'll wait on you. I'm not in no hurry. Put your eyes closed. Don't you look and see who's up here. You worry about yourself. Right now, guys. I want to pray for all those that are coming. Lord, yes, Lord. If you're still in your seat, would you stand up, put your hand forward with me and pray for these? Don't look, just stand. Put your hand forward up here. Maybe you're sitting in the anointed seat because God said, like in the song, you'll be the prayer warrior for these people who are on the boat. I'm going to put my hand on the boat too. There's some things I need to overcome too. Acceptance and anger and all kinds of things I need help with. I got my hand on the boat, too. I'm no better than anybody in this building. Jesus, have your way with these people on this boat. All of our brothers and sisters that are standing, we're standing in agreement that whatever's going on in these folks' life, we care about it. We're going to pray for you from this day forward. This series on the boat is going to help just tremendously build relationships in the church. The Bible says we are to be unified, one body of believers. Oh, Lord, the boat, you got it. You're calming it down. You're calming it down in these people's lives. Lord grabbed Peter and came back to the boat, went and took a nap. God cares about you. We as a church care about you. If you're here today and you've never prayed and asked Jesus into your heart, pray with me right now. Just say, Lord, come into my life and save me. Today I make you my Lord and Savior. I'm going to live for you from this day forward. I will follow you with all my heart, my soul, and my mind. You prayed that with me. Let me see your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God bless you and you and you. Amen. Lord, I thank you. 
for your presence being felt. If you're here today and you need to rededicate your life to the Lord, just pray with me. Say, Lord, I dedicate my life back to you this morning. Pastor Mark's fixing to go down there to the Jordan. He's fixing to baptize a few. I may need a fresh start, Lord. I, I may need to get in there with him and Brother Vic this morning. Let him lay me down. That's you this morning. Don't be afraid. Lord, I ask you to be with us all. In Jesus' holy, precious name, amen. Again, I say amen. Somebody give God a praise. Look up here, guys. Look up here. Look up here. Look up here. Look at all these people. Turn around. All you, turn around. These people just put their hands up here. Will you vow to pray for them from this day forward? Who will be the prayer warrior like he sung about in that song? Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Praise God for you. Somebody say it's been good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. I appreciate you coming. I appreciate you being here. This series may take a while to get through, but I think it will stay in the boat. God will bless us all tremendously throughout this series. If this is your first time here and you're looking for a good church home, we'd love to have you as part of our family. Fill out one of those green sheets, slip it in that offering on the way back out, and one of my elders will call you and talk to you. Amen. How many got something out of this message this morning? Heather and Paul, are your little boys with you in here this morning? Are they in here? Bring them up here this morning. Come on, boys. Give these two young men a big round of applause. He won't jump up here like Pastor Mark. Hey, get in my boat. These two, you look out here. That's a lot of people, ain't it? <laughs> Paul and Heather, how long y'all been at Candy Creek Cowboy Church? Four years. How old were how old this is seven and this is five? Three? <laughs> seven and six. And they've been here four years, so he had to be two and he had to be three when they came to Candy Creek Cowboy Church. Give his mom and dad a big round of applause for bringing them and raising them in the church. Amen. Paul looked over at his boys on Easter Sunday, and he was crying his eyes out. And he said, Daddy, I give my heart to Jesus, and I want to be baptized. So this morning we go outside, and I know there's several others, but I don't want to take away from this moment of these two young men right now. These two young men who've been raised in church, tore up about everything around here. <laughs> They're like Misty Rain. They get special privileges up to a certain age, and then we crack the whip on them. 
It's my honor to baptize you boys. If you died today, where would you go? Because of who? Amen. Go get ready. Amen. If you want to get baptized this morning, would you come forward and stand right here? Come on. Come on. Don't be afraid. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, sister. Amen. What'd you do? <laughs> Amen. Brother Vicky, turn that monitor or Cooper, turn that monitor off real quick or something. Or maybe you can't down there. What's your name, baby? Michaela. What's your name? Bobby Jean. Bridget. Kevin. Kevin. Renee. All of these folks have gotten with me and have prayed and asked Jesus to come into their heart. And they asked to be baptized this morning. And they've also asked to join our church. And uh, it's, it's, it's just a great, great honor. Uh, we were putting up the cross. How many have seen our new cross through our driveway this morning? And uh, there was a company that helped us put up that cross. And, and Brother Kevin was looking for a job. And we, he talked to the guy that day and went over there that day. He come and helped us get the cross. He hadn't had a job. God blessed him that day. He went back up to Baker Signs, and they blessed him with a job. I sold this young lady a car for her and her family, started coming to church, told me this morning, I'm rededicating my life to the Lord and starting over. I washed Miss Bridget's feet. One of the best services I've ever preached in my life. And she's coming this morning, dedicating her life to the Lord. Miss Bobby, God has gotten a hold of her, changing everything about her life. That's Josie's sister. And what an honor it is to <laughs> baptize her. Is this your daughter? This young lady? You just come to get baptized. Amen. How old are you, baby? 14. I pray from a God who starts a new work in your lives and all of your lives that he will see it through and you will see it through. Don't quit from this day forward. Amen. Y'all go get ready to be baptized. Amen. Let's dismiss in a word of prayer. Todd, come dismiss us in a word of prayer. John Randolph's table's back there. We're going to take about 15 minutes and let you guys stop at his table, get you a CD. If him and his wife and their ministries blessed you, would you bless them back this morning? At least shake his hand and tell him you love him and you appreciate what he's doing for God. Somebody hear me this morning, amen? Our Father, thank you so much for such a powerful service. Thank you so much for letting us... Uh, here, Brother John, he was a blessing, bless he and his bride and his ministry. Thank you for his willingness to serve. Thank you for this message, Lord, to get out of the boat. I know I needed to hear that, Lord. Thank you for our, our thank you for hearing that. Thank you for these people that are joining our church.
that uh, Pastor has the honor of baptizing. Bless their life and their, their walk, Lord. Help us be an example. Pray for them. Encourage them as they encourage us. Keep us safe until we come back to your house tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.